Hey everybody and welcome to season three of the Sharing Jesus Confidently podcast. Today we're talking about all things sharing Jesus with the people in your world. And today I have with me special guest, Nikki Dent. All right, so we've talked a little bit about um, the Gen Gen Y, uh, Gen, so Gen Y, Gen Z, Gen Alpha. Alpha. What would you say, <clears throat> we were talking about this yesterday, but what would you say are the top three questions that people battle with, especially in those earlier years, mm. and trying to navigate faith in Jesus? There are so many questions that people have yeah. that they're asking. You, you mentioned three, three, three things yesterday and the style of evangelism that's coming out of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, because <clears throat> my husband and I were in youth ministry for 10 years too. He's still a chaplain. He's still a scripture teacher in high schools as well. Yeah, wow. um, country pastors, we have like a mm. thousand jobs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all things to all men, but we might win some. <laughs> yes, and also we have no money. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's on the front line. <laughs> yeah, staying real on this podcast, yeah. people. So he's on the front line with students every single day. So he hears all the questions from unsaved students and yeah. what this generation are asking. And um, it's always the same three things. And this is what we're talking yeah. about. It's always, you know, evolution, suffering and evil, you know, why does a good God, blah, 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 blah. And um, the issue around sexuality. Yeah. So those are the three questions that um, are the same ones asked over and over again for this generation. And so that is going that is what characterizes our response i think mm. to this generation we've got to answer those questions obviously that's why i do what i do because yeah. it's it's i believe what i teach on you know sexuality you know sex dating relationships and all that i didn't do that because people ask me they're like are you a sexologist i'm like no i'm a bible teacher and <laughs> and yes. in order to do that faithfully uh, yep. um i can't not teach on this stuff i have yeah. to present what god says and i'm fully convinced that uh, the message of the bible is the best and most powerful and wholesome and compassionate message yeah. to a generation and so if you actually believe that about uh, not just sexuality, but anything to do with yep. the gospel, you will be more inclined to share it. You have to yep. be convinced and yep. unapologetic that it's the best answer. So those three topics, yep. we, I think God is going, I know God is going to save people as we uh, investigate and give our answers through those three questions because they're the questions people are asking. Yep. So apologetics, all those things. Yeah, come on. And I think answering the questions that people <coughs> are asking yeah. is, so you got your story? You share yes. your story. But then there's questions that people have that need to have an answer. And this generation actually need, they need it. to be word founded, <clears throat> to have yes. answers yes. for the questions that people are asking. And I, I remember I was at year 10 many years ago, year 10 class, <laughs> sitting in a class, and my history teacher pulled me up in front of the whole class and asked me to answer these questions about faith. You know, oh, if, if your God's real, then why? Da, 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 mm -hmm. da, if you're, and and yep. just he went after me in that class. And I felt so berated in yes. that class. I felt so violated because I was embarrassed in front of yep. all of my friends. Because anything I went to say, he would just cut the argument down. Mm. And he would start with another question. So he just brought more confusion on top of confusion in respect to, like, his questions. He would then take it and then twist it. And he'd be like, hang, hang on a second. Well, hang on. And mm -hmm. you're like, you're trying to bring this back. And so it was one thing to be a lover of Jesus, but it yep. was another thing to be able to know what it was to stand your ground and to know the word and speak the word and yes. actually 
know why you believe what yes. you believe. And and this is exactly what happened to you, is how across the board the next generation feels. They yep. feel ill-equipped, but yep. also the prevailing message of the day invalidates their faith. Yep. Those questions, they feel invalidated yep. and that they don't have a reason to believe what they believe. Yep. And I think that's why we see uh, young people fall away or, you know, they'll have faith in their teenage years and then they get to uni and hear all this, you know, liberal stuff and then yeah. they they shipwreck their faith. Yep. And so that's why my passion is to know, give them the answers. answers. Yep. Give them Correct. the answers because, you know, it doesn't just validate their faith, but they're the best answers out there. Yep. And it's the best way to evangelize with yep. because the students around them ask questions like, well, why do you? believe what you believe why don't does God allow suffering and pain and all these questions yep. Christianity provides the greatest framework for suffering that there is yep you've got to use your mind though oh yeah and I think he's people, the God of the intellect yeah and I, yeah and yes <laughs> right so I think there's that whole thing of like I just love Jesus yes awesome but can you can you actually articulate what it is that you believe because hundred percent. Mm. We have to use our mind and I'm convinced more than ever because feelings and I'm all I'm as Pentecostal as it gets, okay? So oh, I I'm see. all about, I see. I'm all about <laughs> the goosebumps. You know, I was crying for hours last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got puppy eyes <laughs> yeah, today. Still yep. got puppy eyes. Need more caffeine today. But we have to use our intellect. We have to be articulate yep. with the gospel. We have to be intelligent. Mm. Not only because he's the God of the brain, yeah. as well as yeah. the spirit. But woke culture is a religion of feelings. It is mm. a doctrine of yep. feelings. And your feelings, the, the, the doctrine yeah. of woke culture is your feelings determine reality. Yeah. Yep. And it's the greatest deception truth there is. Truth by my feelings. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Live your truth. Live your feelings. Not that that'll hold up in court or it shouldn't. Like truth is <laughs> shouldn't. not subjective. Yep. It's objective. But that is the prevailing message of this generation yeah. is that truth is subjective. It's determined by your feelings. Mm. And so as Christians, if we're going to share the gospel, it can't be a religion of feelings because that just sounds exactly like woke culture, yep. how you feel about uh -huh. God. No, no, no. We have to bring truth that is yep. objective. It doesn't change. It's absolute. Yep. And it has to be an intelligent answer, yep. not just feelings. Yep. Right? Come on. Yeah, 100%. And I think understanding not just the the argument. So some people will fill their heads with knowledge mm -hmm. in order to, to, pre to present an answer to an argument or a question. But it's actually about having a revelation of those things. Yes. So it's one thing to know it, but it's another mm -hmm. thing to know it. Yes. And I've, I've had many conversations. I've got a great friend. He's a medical doctor. He... Um, He's studied apologetics. He's taught apologetics for Amazing. us. He's an incredible young man. And the reason he did that was because as a teenager growing up in church, he knew his parents had faith. Yeah. But he had questions. Yes. And he was like, I want answers to these questions. And so he went on this massive journey of like going and finding all of the answers to these questions so that he could resolve his own faith yes. in his heart. And it was that. Not just the experience of church, but the revelation of who God was from his word yeah. that actually took his whole life and laid it down mm -hmm. and said, Jesus, that's it. I, I know you are real and I know you're God. But now in a medical world, yeah, come on. he's being able to proclaim wow. to others who Jesus is. Yeah. Had to pull out of certain levels of medical field because yep. of the nature of the laws and a violation yep. against his own faith. Yep. And has pulled out into study into other areas of the medical field. Wow. So that he can have the freedom to do those things and say those things. And yes. Oh, 
I admire people who, who are going after it in that yes. space. Now, obviously, you've written a book. Oh, yeah. In this space, <laughs> yes. like of all yes. things. Um, can you tell me a little bit even about, like, what led you to write that? Yeah. You've shared a snippet of it, but, like, what led you to write that? And where... You know, you, you get a revelation, you want the whole world to know it. So you've got it yeah. in the context of a book. Yeah. I want to, we'll give people access to that later. Yeah. But like, you know, what what led you to write that and what is the fruit that you're seeing from that? Yeah, well, such a big question. And I alluded to it before, you know, <clears throat> I am I'm didn't have a particular interest in sex and sexuality. Yeah. Um, but I, I was a youth pastor. And so, you know, I had the revelation of purity and, and this and that, but I realised the questions they were answering and uh, questions they were asking, sorry, and the answers they weren't getting. And so, as I said, I'm not a sexologist. I'm a Bible teacher and a pastor, and I think it's yeah. both our responsibilities to give give a biblical worldview and answer to these questions. And so, and, and when I was 19, um, in, there were such formative years of my life I had amazing teaching on sex, dating and relationships. I actually used to sit in, at the back of YWAM lectures and, and get these, and my senior pastors used to do those lectures. And um, I would get this amazing teaching and I remember thinking I had never heard biblical revelation around sexuality and relationships. Oh. I was just kind of like, yes, yes sir, no sir to the yeah. Lord. But it was so wonderful to hear a why behind what I believed. It was like a glass of fresh water you know, to my soul. I just thought, and it was this wonderful feeling of what I believe is is true and it makes sense and everything God says in the Bible makes sense when it comes to sex. I realize there's a purpose for it, there's a design for it, and that's what the obedience is for. It's meant to bless me. And so, and it, and it so changed my life and, um, and was so wonderful for me to have that revelation before I got married. Yeah. you know, and my husband as well, because he was a single man in those lectures as well. We just yeah. weren't together yet. And so it birthed this passion in me for other people to have that revelation yeah. as well. And so the, the book took a few years to come out, but I actually, um, I used to teach on sex and dating and relationships for many years before yeah. the book. And I, we would teach it in the youth ministry. We'd spend like a whole term on it. And I realized the youth loved it yep. and and I do it with YOM too and you know young adults and so it was their favorite topic yep. it was wasn't something they felt awkward about or weird they were like bringing their notebooks every single week cannot yep. wait uh, for Nikki to teach on this I used to preach for an hour sometimes They're like keep going <laughs> you've got kids attention right there yeah, yeah totally right whoever said we need to do 12 minute sermons it's like <laughs> yes, not yep. when you talk Sound about bites. sex and dating and so uh, I realized this was uh, meeting a deep need yeah. in the next generation. And so, you know, after teaching, I've been teaching on that for around 10 years, you mm. know, here, there and everywhere. And um, I always knew the reason I, I um, wrote the book is because well, I can't be everywhere yeah. <laughs> to, to teach it. And so, and I would read a lot of books, you know, there's, there's a lot of Christian books out there on the topic of purity, but I wasn't quite satisfied. I've read like a hundred of them, but I wasn't quite satisfied with all of them because, uh, well, a lot of them are very American, which is okay. It just doesn't translate exactly to Australian culture and also dating culture is changing. And, and I felt like I just wanted to bring a revelation of sex and dating from the yes of God, like give that wholesome vision of, of what God actually wants for people's life 
and bring that to this generation and then anything outside of that falls into sin and brokenness and that's okay yeah. like it, well, it's not okay but Jesus can fix it that's but amazing. this is the vision yep. so it's really about giving a vision yeah. to the next generation that's amazing yeah and um, obviously seeing young pe people impacted by that right across oh yeah it's actually an incredible way to share the gospel because particularly in this generation the greatest area of brokenness is sexuality yeah. it's the greatest area of confusion yeah and immorality mm. and they are searching for answers everywhere yeah and you suddenly bring i call it the sexual gospel yeah it's the sexual gospel yeah why because uh there's so much sexual brokenness every room that i teach and preach this in there's i'm aware it's 80 percent of them yeah yeah. sexually or relationally emotionally broken and it is the greatest news to the Samaritan woman yeah right yeah yeah the arguably the most sexually broken person in the Gospels becomes yep. one of the first missionaries that's it that's in, it. in our New Testament uh, because it's good good news and this is this is why it's um so easy to share the gospel in the context of all of this and we don't need to be afraid it's because we have such a robust theology of transformation, yeah. which the world can't offer transformation nah. and healing for sexual brokenness. Yeah. They can offer like new age, they can offer you know, this inner healing, but it doesn't work. Yeah. But we actually have a gospel of transformation, not just eternally, yeah. which is super important, but this side of eternity. Yeah. And the world doesn't have that. Yeah. And so it's such a wonderful thing when I share the sexual gospel and I share the reality of you know, what happens with our hormones when we have sex and it bonds us to someone for life and, and all this kind of stuff. And then at the end, you get to share the new creation paradigm. You get to share about the gospel of transformation and how Jesus can not just spiritually make you new, yeah. but he can realign. Come on. You know, your, your endocrinology. Yep. Your, he can, you, your, 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 what do you call it? The neurons in your brain. Yeah. Like you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. It's the most powerful message for this generation. Yeah. For and this generation. Desperately needed. <laughs> desperately needed. Yeah. And so that's why our story as Christians, no matter what our background is yeah. and, and our specific unique testimony is, it's one it's the most powerful message for this generation. Yeah, it's only gonna get easier to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think leads me to my next question. There's a generation that have missed this information. Mm, yes. And it's a topic that is probably not taught on as well as it could be or should have been over many years. Yes. And therefore the next generation miss it because if they didn't get it, they're not passing that on to the next yeah. generation. Yeah, that's what's happened. Yeah. So what would your advice be to parents parenting this generation and Generation Alpha to come? Like, what would your advice be to parents? Yeah. Um, there's an assault on parental authority mm. at the moment you know I think that culture and where things are going are trying to take the uh, undermine the authority of parents and 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 pastors and and leaders and all that and what I would say to parents and what I do say to parents is you are the greatest person mm. to speak identity and truth over your children permission granted because it is by right of being a parent mm. That is your authority to tell your child who they are. Yeah. You are the great, because no one, I was literally saying this to a parent yesterday, that no one loves your child like you and you, you have loved them enough, mm. maybe more than anyone else 
in their world to tell them the truth about who they are. Yep. Right? And But there is authority and there is intimacy. Mm. And that's actually what discipleship is. Yep. It's authority and it's intimacy. And you need both. And mm. parents are the perfect picture yep. of what that is because they have the greatest intimacy with their children or they should. should. Yep. They should. And if they don't, they've got to fix that. Yeah. And, and there is a... Uh, dismantling of the family unit in in our in our culture, and I believe God is bringing restoration to that to the family unit because we have a whole generation of, you know, kids from broken homes, and yeah. and so that we need mothers and fathers in yep. the church. Come on, spiritual mothers and fathers, and that's what discipleship is. And yeah. parents need to disciple their kids. Yeah, it's a discipleship issue. Yeah, it's 100%. not just make my kid think right. No, you need to disciple them yeah. in their identity. Yeah, come on. Right? And use that authority. There's an actually an anointing yeah. on parents. Like he's given you an anointing to minister yeah. to your children. Yep. It's ministry, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's amazing. I always say to parents, God saw fit that you were the right parent yep. for that child. For your child. So he, he that child belongs to God ultimately. And he has steward, yep. given you stewardship over that child and what yes. you choose to do in that space. And I think, you know, bringing it back to that place of evangelism and being able to disciple your kids in the ways of the Lord gives them a greater proclamation. Absolutely. And if you don't disciple your kid, the world will. Exactly. The world will. Yeah. And it, sometimes I think parents are afraid to disciple mm. their own children. And they need, and because you know, the way culture is going. It's like, no, you can't say this to them. Yeah. I'm like, yes, you can. Yep. Yeah, you absolutely have can. Have that conversation. Yeah, you yep. can have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Or they alternatively leave it to the church mm. and think it's the church's responsibility to train me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been in that space many years and that's, you know, like, no, 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 hang on a second. I've got them for two and a half hours a week. Exactly. You have them yep. for the other 80-odd hours that you see them. Yes. And have interaction and intimacy with it. Like that, that... That, yeah, that space is discipleship. It has to be about discipleship. Yep. And if all it is is iPads, computers, and TVs, mm-hmm. then you're letting the world disciple them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, you can't leave the sex conversation or the identity conversation oh, to the youth pastor. <laughs> like, yeah. they'll do their best with, <laughs> yeah. with the half an hour of preaching they got. You know, but yeah. it is it is the conversations they've got to have at home yeah. with their children. Yeah. And they're the, they're the best person for it. That's they're it. the best person to have those conversations with. So, yeah. But I think a lot of the prophetic people and the prophets are on point. They're all sensing this revival is going to come through the family. Yeah. Have you heard Have yeah. you heard that yeah. revival is coming through the family? And I yeah. think 100%. Come on. 100%. I think bring God is yep, bringing yep. back the, the family paradigm. Oof. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Oof. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for being a part of today's conversation and podcast. So um, good. Could just keep going. A, yeah. And I'm like, we could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. You're a gift. Um, you know, we appreciate you. And I know uh, our team and things like that have been looking into to your book, which is Breaking Up with Babel. Correct. And uh, you'll be able to get a hold of that anywhere online. And we'll put some links into, uh, into the show notes. But thank you so much for being a part of today. Could you do us a favor? Could you pray yeah. for this generation that they would get their my story? Yeah. That they would get the testimony of their life uh, put down into a before Christ, when I met Christ, my life now after Christ. Yeah. And with an actual proclamation that they'd get their witness back. Yeah, come on. 
And then could you also pray into this space of, of people discovering the, the questions that, the answers to questions that people are asking? Yeah, yep. And then hit it off with a family mm. component of parents recognising that they are the ones who are to disciple their kids in the ways of the Lord mm. to ensure that the next generation doesn't rise up without knowing who God is. Yeah, yep. Let's just amazing. go. Let's Let's pray in the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father. I'm just going to prophesy over the next generation right now. And to anyone on the other side of that screen, listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, spirit of truth, I pray that you would lead people into all truth. To to every Christian listening to this, Heavenly Father, I pray that your spirit would begin to revive the witness within them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would open their eyes to their own story. And I see the Father writing their stories right now. I can see the hand of the Father with with a pen writing the next chapters of their stories. And the the chapters are going and going and going. He hasn't stopped writing. He's still writing. But the the writing is going to continue as you share your story. And right now I pray that the, the holy boldness of the Holy Spirit Spirit would snuff out the spirit of fear, drive out the spirit of fear that prevents people from sharing and witnessing their story. And I feel to say to people, your story does not have to be spectacular by the world's standards for you to share it. Sometimes the most powerful story is the most boring one. You had an ordinary life. You had a boring life. It wasn't particularly wild. That is a powerful story in this generation. And I just feel there's someone listening who needs to hear that. And, um, Lord, I pray for an anointing for this generation, an anointing to speak truth boldly and unapologetically and emotionally and intelligently, a holy witness, a holy witness. Um, And I pray, Lord, that you would shut the mouth of the lion, that you would uh, drive out the spirit of intimidation that prevents people from sharing their story. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead people into all truth. And by your truth, people would be set free. And Lord, I pray for the restoration of the family. Thank you, Lord, that you put the orphans in families, that you are restoring the family paradigm in the next generation and in the church, that you are raising up mothers and fathers in the kingdom to disciple. And I just pray, Lord, for every parent, Lord, if there's any parents listening to this, that you would restore unto them their parental authority, that they would rise up in their parental anointing to speak truth and identity over their children. They are your children. You have a right to shape their worldview, not the world. It is your right. It is your authority. And I just see the Father restoring authority to our parents, actually, of this generation. I thank you for that authority. I pray that you would make it clear to people and that they would walk in it in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you that you have won the next generation. You have claimed them. They are yours, and you are releasing prophetic strategies through this podcast uh, for the next generation. We pray that there would be fruit upon fruit upon fruit in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. It's been amazing. Hey, thank you so much for listening and joining in with us today on this episode of the podcast. I uh, want to encourage you. Why don't you consider one person today that you yeah. could share the good news with today? Maybe even go and find some answers to the questions people are asking in your world. 
Have an amazing week, and until next time, we'll see you then.